This podcast episode was created using Squadcast. With us living in a time of remote everything, there's no better tool to record your podcast than with Squadcast. With Squadcast, you can host up to three guests straight from your personal computer using their own intuitive online web application. Unlike with Zoom and Skype, you're able to get professional sounding audio recorded, and more importantly, it allows you to record up to four different tracks. This gives you full autonomy over how your show sounds and allows you and your guests to get perfect studio-like quality straight from the comfort of your own home. Click the link in the show description and you can try Squadcast for free for up to seven days. I repeat, you get to try Squadcast for seven days for free. Take your remote podcasting game to the next level by trying Squadcast. Terms and conditions apply. guys welcome to another episode of the wavy nuclear podcast i'm your host elijah taylor it's been a long time i've been all over the united states on the west coast but yeah i know i couldn't come back without coming correct so fresh off the olympics i got probably one of the best guests we have former brooklyn i i i give you that new yorker vibe because you lived in brooklyn in the bronx for a little while so <laughs> yeah one of the fastest men on the planet the let me. I actually had to write down your accolades because it's a lot right now. We got the now we got the one-time bronze world championship, world world bronze medalist. We got the two-time Olympic bronze medalist, 2017 world relays gold medalist in the four by two, 2016 Canadian national champion in 200 meters. Brandon Rodney, welcome to the podcast, my guy. <laughs> What's good? How you been? You, I'm here. I'm living. Trying to be great like y'all. Trying to be great like you. First of all, long time no see. I don't think I've seen your face in like three years. How have you been holding up throughout this pandemic, the Olympics, this whole shit? How did you make it through? Man, uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's, it's the pandemic is definitely something that you got to just take day by day. Um, you can't be thinking too yeah. far forward. You can't think too far back. It's just one of those things you just live with and you just take it through day by day, honestly. You know, um... I'm happy they got, like, vaccine and people can start traveling and stuff like that now. I mean, it's a lot better than last year where we couldn't do anything. Yeah. So, you know, I'm happy about it. Couldn't do nothing. So you yeah. so you back in Canada right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the city. You back in. So this is your first time? This is your first time since uh, in a long time, right? Because things was oh, on I, lockdown for a minute, right? I went. I, I came to Canada. Actually, this is, I've actually came more than I usually do. I came in December, then really? I came again. In, came again in June, and then I'm here again now, and I'm gonna be here for probably like two, three, two, two months. So you got the elite status. You ain't got. You feel me? Like that's like that. See, this is the type of caliber of Canadian he is. Only person <laughs> high is probably Jizzy Drake. 
he could come <laughs> in and out, no lockdown, no nothing. He's good. Yeah. That's what's yeah, up. I mean, That's what's up. So, what are you doing right now? You guys, you guys celebrating the the Olympics? You know, the Olympic medals and whatnot. Well, like the world chilling. tour. I'm chilling. I'm, I mean, I think the tour is starting now. I uh, I got a I got a, a message the other day saying that there's a party Saturday. I got this formal event uh-huh. that I'm supposed to head to, but man, I came here and I wasn't prepared for it. So I gotta see if I can find a suit, get it tailored, get it you know fitting nicely, you know, because yeah, I can't go out there. They'll hook you up. You can't be looking <laughs> scruffy. Nah, so, nah, I feel okay. you. So let's just take me back, cause for I, I I know most of your journey from college on, but I don't know everything before that. So let's talk. How did you get started in this track and field game? Why not football? Why not basketball? How did you end up running track? You know, How did was, this happen? I was, I was playing basketball. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, I played <laughs> played soccer first, then I played basketball, then like you know, basketball season kind of ends, and then you have like outdoor track. So. You know, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm still trying to miss class, miss school. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, just did outdoor track, and you know, I did high jump, and it was one of those things that, man, I just ended up liking track. I don't know, and I just continued missing class, and you know, I enjoyed it, and I started running. I started liking it more than than high jumping. So, I mean, through high school, that's that's how I kind of ended up being doing track all right so walk me through how how does someone from canada end up in the united states for track and field like how'd you end up at long island university brooklyn campus of all places how did that happen walk me through that whole ordeal uh i mean most people don't really go to liu brooklyn from canada nobody Uh, goes to liu brooklyn It doesn't even. I don't even think LIU Brooklyn even exists anymore. It's just LIU now. I don't think it does. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, Brian Richards was there, and like I was in school in Canada for when year, like college. So he's a fellow yeah. Canadian. For those of y'all that don't know, so he yeah, planted yeah. the flag for y'all basically. <laughs> yeah. So he he was there, and he just hit me up and was like, "Yo, you still looking for a school?" I was like, "Yeah." I mean, no one else was offering me, so, like, why not? He's like, all right. And then Coach Simon called me, hit me up, and he was just like, yo, this is the last time I'm calling you. I was like, all right. And I said, my stuff, <laughs> like, maybe 30 So you telling later. me nobody nobody was interested in you? Like, like you wasn't no. the top five-star recruit. Like, you're, like, the typical, like, football dude. Eh, nobody really, like, nobody was feeling you of all people. Nah. I mean, I think That's I had, crazy. like, one other look that was giving me, like, a partial. Um, oh, nah. That was uh, Western Kentucky. And I was like, oh, yo, I, honest, I was like, yo, I might go there because it's hotter than New York. <laughs> but, I mean, Coach Simon Kentucky. was cool. Yeah. Coach yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simon was cool, so I just, I just, I mean, I signed with him, and it just went up from there. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna just cut in real quick. So you get to LIU, you came in probably my sophomore year. So that year is like 2012, yeah. 2013. Can't remember the year. Yeah. The yeah, world was supposed to end one of those years, yeah, but didn't. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe there was maybe there was eight years. There was eight years too early, but yeah. we'll find out in a couple of years. <laughs> but you come in and like, I'm not gonna lie. I'll never forget your confidence, and I don't know if it was confidence or cockiness at the time. I guess retro- retrospectively, we go- I look at it now. I'm like, damn. 
But you came in, and I didn't know what any of your times was. What times were you running when you came in running the LIU? Like, uh, probably like twenty one four, which is fast. But that's not even scratching the surface of what you ended up doing. No. So, what I want to say is, so you come in, and I, I'll, I'll never forget it because I remember just sitting in the cafeteria, and I, I, I'll say this: any, any, most great ideas must have been like. Concept, concepted in the in the cafeteria because man's in college spend so much time sitting in the cafeteria whether they talking about bullshit or they just talking about real shit but i just remember one time you were just talking about yo how do you get the indoor nationals and I, for those of y'all don't know about it indoor track nationals for college i think it's probably the hardest shit to make outdoor nationals is one thing i think indoor nationals is the hardest shit because it's like 16 people they just take the top 16 people <laughs> like and and <laughs> I don't want to over exaggerate, but I would say NCAA Division One track and field is like the Olympics almost, but like just just do for age limit. But the the type of crackheads they produce in Division One <laughs> track and field is ridiculous. But I'll never yeah. forget you said, "Yo, that's light work. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna get in that shit." And I said, "Oh, all right. <laughs> I." You, you said it. You said it so confident, and I I ain't dare say, "Oh, bro, who who are you?" I just looked at it and I said, "All right, let me see what this kid is about." And I don't remember what meet it was. I don't even think he was running a 200. I think they threw your ass in a 4x4. Four four. And I said, yo, this kid got a heart. This kid is fucking he's, he's talented. And that was the first time I realized, like, yeah, everybody on the team's competitive. Yeah, we all want to win. Yeah, we'll work dumb hard. But that was the first time I looked at you and I said, yeah, this kid is gifted. He's different. He's the chosen one. And ever since then, I was like, yo. I would not be shocked what where this where where you end. So for you, when did you find out to yourself? Like when did you realize like yo, I could really do this shit and this track and field shit? Uh I think it took me like to, to think back I was gonna make it far. It took me like a year in college. So after NCs, I think I made a national team and we went to Russia. And like I mean, don't get me wrong, I still what was that World I University got, Games? What yeah, was World Russia? Univers- yeah, World University Games. Okay, okay. 2013 and i was like ah all right we'll see what's good and i went there and i ran the 200 it was four rounds and i mean i made the finals i came fourth yeah something like that and then we ran the four by one i think we came like third but we got our second or third and we got disqualified whatever cool then i ran the four by four jeez so the fact that i could do like seven rounds and I was still competitive in like an event i was like oh all right i could be competitive at the world level now so that was like a major thing for me. And then from there, it was just like going up. But like every year, I always had doubts. Like I probably wouldn't talk about it, but like my first race would be always a doubt. I'd be like, damn, am I going to still be at that same level like last year? Really or, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, yeah. like, or like, am I not good anymore? Like it was always that doubt, one little doubt in <laughs> the first race. So, I mean, yeah. You go out there and you just do it, but like at first it's like, come on, man! I got this first race is is like do or die for your season kind of thing. So I sets the tone. So here's yeah. my thing: Did you ever like as you get this success? Because I I don't want to say it came easy to you, but it came right away. Like the fact yeah. that you, I you never missed the nationals in your whole LIU career, <laughs> which is crazy coming from a small school where that just doesn't happen. Do you ever doubt? Like, damn, like. I can't keep doing this at this small school with this lack of facilities and, and fuck the lack of facilities, but just the weather. Like, yeah, yeah. For those of y'all that ain't never, everybody that listening to this podcast, majority of you guys are New York based. 
it's like eight feet of snow in the winter. It's brick. Even if it's no snow, it's brick. So, like, did you ever doubt and tell yourself, like, yo, this is a limiting factor. I may not be able to overcome this if I stay here long term. Was there ever plans of, like, yo, I might have to get the fuck out of here if I really want to, like, achieve my maximum potential? All right. So, I went to, this was 2015 in China. And, like, I'm yeah. there with Andre de Grasse. I mean, most people know who he is. You know what I mean? And he's being coached he by... He got the Olympic Wild. gold medal. If y'all follow my gambling page, I bet on him. He made me money. Shout out to Andre DeGrasse. He's, he's good peoples in my book. But continue. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we we there, and, like, his coach is Quincy Watts. Uh, he won 92 Olympics in the 400. He's like... He's a goat in the track he, world. Like, you talk yeah, to the old like, heads, you talk to somebody in the barbershop that's over 45, they know who Quincy yeah, Watts is. They know him. <laughs> and he's like, B... You got it. I don't tell many kids you got. They got it, but you got it. And if you ever want to come to SC, <laughs> you got a spot. You got a scholarship. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Andre just won NTs. Me and him were like basically battling it out last year. Like, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was, I was ahead of him, so maybe I should go over there. Yeah. I'm like, damn. All right, cool, whatever. He wins a medal at the championships. Now, like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm at the championships and I PB and I was like, okay, all right, cool. all right, let's see what we can do next year. All right, let's. And then I think, like, I come home, I think about it. I'm like, damn, like, Coach Simon's my nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my nigga. Like, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you know what? We gonna just tough it out. Fuck it. Like my man's, we went to Natty's with all, the, the squad this year, cause that was the yeah. year we ran. I think three oh four or something crazy like that. Boy, um, first of all, just to interfer- just to interrupt y'all, interrupt you real quick. That three oh four. When I when I tell people like yo my my the dudes on my collegiate track team was so fast like that time when it compares to like some of the country's like world teams like that shit is really impressive like I don't know how y'all did that shit that shit is really impressive but continue I'm sorry yeah so we I was like all right we we gonna have a squad so I'm gonna go back and that was like it I just it just cut I cut all of those thoughts out of my brain after that I got back. I think I got back like the, the first of September, like late from China, and I was like, "All right, we gonna work." Yeah. I came and he was back all and in I, after that. Yeah, I was all in, and I seen everybody else working, and I was like, "Oh, all right, let's go. We we out." Yeah. So nah, I respect I think it. Was it. Probably one of our best years, like as a yeah. team collectively. You weren't. And think you, you said like. Year, uh, I think I was, that was the year after I graduated, but yeah. you was rolling that year. I think that's the year you set, like, the facility record at, like, Ocean Breeze. Oh, yeah, yeah, United States facility records all still stand, by the way. <laughs> like, I go to, I went to Boston, like, three years for a meet. It's like Brendan yeah. Rodney, too. Nobody's touching that shit. <laughs> if somebody touches it, you have to come back to the States and break it back, but. Yeah, no, but I feel <laughs> yeah. like when I look at it, I'm like, damn, like, I don't know if I could still go back and run it like that now. Like watch, look at the times you know, that I ran it. They're crazy. You still can, but them times no, is crazy though. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, like I got. I know what you I, mean, I, but like you had, yeah. you had like one of the greatest races of your life. Everything was right. I know what you mean. Nah, it wasn't even. And, That's like, even the type the of like at, uh, Boston, because remember Boston was the week before, and it was I broke that record. So yeah. It was like damn. Yeah, you know I mean so. Yeah. I don't know. It's in your bag, in your Birkin bag, <laughs> as the kids them say, but. 
Nah, I yeah. mean, yo, I I respect that, and I, I think that was one thing as a teammate. I think we was all ready for you to always dip on us, and we would have felt no ways. Just so you know, <laughs> we was always like, yo, if this dude wants to dip the LSU USC, like, I always hit myself if I was in your shoes, what would I do? I personally would have left. Just because you always want to, like, you know, you only get to live one life and you only get yeah. to do college track and field wow. only once, four years. Yeah. And shit, after going to USC this summer to see what that shit actually looked like, whew, boy, yeah. I, I, I would have did it. I don't like California more than New York, but from a campus standpoint and the experience, it would have been dope. But, I mean, I you mean, ended up running fast without it, so it ain't like you really LA, needed LA, it. LA is like the New Yorker at the West Coast, so, I mean... It is what it is. Yeah, just more homeless people, but <laughs> it is. It's warmer though. At least I'll give you yeah. that. For but, a man's like you, it, it it would still be too cold for you, but it's warmer than New York. I'll say that much. Yeah, I'll say well, that nah, much. But I mean, you you still a legend in New York. Yeah, nah, New York. You still? Place, I, mean, I went to the barber shop during the Olympics. The day after y'all got the bronze, <laughs> Lionel was like, "Yo, you saw B last night." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> he was like, "Yo, bro." Yo, he's still doing his thing out here. I was like, yeah. He was like, yo, next time he come here, let me know, yo. I got him. So, like, even though he charging all these new people $80 for a cut, you still in the, you in the circle of trust. You could still get your hair cut for 15, 20 cash. He might cut you for free. Man, like, I hold you. I, I, I'm even trying to see if my barber's still around. Because the last time I went to New York, I didn't yeah. see him. So, I don't know. Nah. Oh, you like, talking about? Uh, oh, uh, nigga, nigga. I heard he went down south. Actually, yeah, I actually he heard he went down south. But he was telling me something like that. But I don't know how true it is because <laughs> if you ever want to go to levels, are you good? He levels. He'll, he may cut you for free. I ain't gonna hold you. He might be if he nah. cuts you for free though. He's gonna take a picture of you. He's gonna put you on the wall of fame. There's like a whole wall of fame of like famous people and athletes. So yeah, just so nah, you know what you're getting in, what you're getting into. That's that's part of the job. Just so I mean, you know, levels, levels definitely. <laughs> he, he's a good barber. I mean, I fuck with him too. I I just used to hate the walk. That was my problem <laughs> when I was in college. I used to, to walk. Oh no, the walk is diesel. It's deep. So. Nah, nah, the walk is diesel. I ain't gonna hold you. I feel yeah. you. I feel you. But all right, let's get to. So let's fast forward a little bit. Let's get to. Let's get to your first Olympics. So the first Olympics is Rio 2016. Damn, that sounds so far away. So what's the whole mindset going into that? How'd you feel? That year you was rolling really fast too. So what's walking to like you just getting into Canadian trials, walking into that? I mean, I I came uh, NCAA regionals, ran sub-20, so ran 1997. Uh, I did that. That's fucking fast. Um, we went to NCs. I should have won NCs, honestly, but you know I didn't. Uh, was that the but, year that long jumper won? Yeah, that was the same year. Oh yeah, my god! I watched that on my TV. I was really mad. I was really mad at you because yeah, yeah there was third. no business. You should have lost to that guy. Who got second? Christian Coleman. Christian Coleman. Yeah, he's probably was like... doping. He probably was <laughs> doping. But isn't it crazy when you look at it though? That's why yeah. I, I don't. The limit that you could reach is kind of really crazy when you look at, like, the spectrum of what could happen. You really don't know what somebody's going to be at their best until, like, whenever. Yeah, and it's crazy because, like, Christian Coleman was a guy that, like, don't get me wrong, he won indoor nationals that year, and he he came second outdoor. But at the same time, he's a guy that I used to beat, and it's a guy that, like, I would compete against. And, like, <laughs> even if he beat me, it would have been, like, very minor. 
So yeah, like to see what he's doing now is crazy, and it's like, oh, that, damn, I have a chance. I can do it too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, I mean, but, he probably was on the juice. You don't got to comment on that, but I don't know. <laughs> but uh, nah. So you go into that year, you go into that Olympics, running nineteen ninety six. Obviously, yeah. you didn't have the race. I think you wanted in the trials. But how were you able to like compartmentalize and get that shit back for the for the relay for the four by one? So like walk me through that shit. Ah damn! Like in the Olympics, I think after I, I ran, I stayed in my room for like two three days, dark. Like not coming out. <laughs> not coming out. Like he was. See, food. that would have been better to happen this Olympics because it was no reason to come out your room anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like I wasn't coming out. I was like, all right, bring me a McDonald's or something. Like, yeah, people have to bring me food. And then, like, I woke <laughs> up one day and I was like, niggas, let's go. <laughs> and, I just, <laughs> and, like, I got everybody excited and, like, ready to go. And then, like, that was, like, the beginning of it, going into yeah. uh, the first round. So, like, the yeah. dudes that have to run with me, they're all, like, all right, pumped up, let's go, be out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. After that. I mean, it just kind of all fell into place. Like, we went through the first round. We ran decent. I mean, decent enough to get to the finals. And we're like, all right, yeah. we can get a medal. Like, our goal was just to get a medal. Like, whatever we get, we get. And yeah. We ran, and, like, I mean, I think everybody ran, like, a hell of a leg. I remember running into, like, Andre. And, like, he didn't move. And I ran up on him. And I had to break. But, like, <laughs> you did fake run I, up on him in that video. <laughs> by, by the time I break, he's, like, accelerating now so i'm like oh take it and he, then he starts running and originally originally for that one it was a first y'all finished fourth but then as yeah. always when the united states is in the race you know you gotta wait for it and they had the they had the the lane violation so you guys yeah. actually get bumped third so what was that feeling at first you like at first you're like shit we just missed it was it like yeah. that or you was like damn or did you know right away like how did it go through uh like there's always there's these pictures like it looks like I'm like the leader of the pack and I'm pointing up at the scoreboard I'm like yo we did the best we ever could have done we broke the national record <laughs> we ran fast so I'm yeah. just like dog good job like damn it, like you yeah. can't ask for much better than that like even if you make mistakes and you yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, there's nothing more you can really ask for so I was just like yo guys good job yeah so we're like doing interviews now and people are asking us and then we like get to the interviews by from Canada. Like the Canadian, okay. um, like you know, I have MBC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, you guys got a medal." And we're like, "What? No, we didn't. We came for it. Don't play with us." Like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right? And they're like, "Nah, you guys got a medal. Look, like these guys got DQ." So we're like, standing. So anticlimactic. Like, yeah. And then we got the medal, like, and we were on the podium. That was like, the only good thing. We didn't do, like, the victory lap like everybody else. You didn't get yeah, to do the victory lap where they throw the flag on you, like, yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Okay, so we, that part kind of sucks. Yeah, but we got to be on the podium. So that was the good part about it. So, I And mean, what's that know, like, being in an Olympic stadium? Like, do you ever just, like, yo, is this real life? Like, where, like, how how did this happen? Like, did, did, that, did that ever hit you where you like, yo, this shit is real life? Because there's only uh, three medals. Like, that's all people to know. Like, there's only three medals. <laughs> this shit only happens every four years, and you got one of those. Like, it's like the Infinity Stones. Like, you know what I mean? Like, does it ever hit you? you just like, oh, I did that shit. I mean, uh, like, it takes time to settle in. You don't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hit you right away. Like, it might, hit, it might not even hit me until okay. like December. Like, I'll be sitting down at, in December. <laughs> and, like, 
I'll be at training and some little nigga tries to disrespect me like, oh, I'm going to beat you. I'm like, <laughs> nigga, I'm an Olympic medalist. Yeah, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, that, that's kind of how like, that shit goes. Like, like some little I'm not going to lie, though. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's going to hit you. But you were so casual with it because I remember you were still in Brooklyn at the point. You was walking around with it like in your pocket and shit. Like, people was like, yo, I'm like, yo, he got bronze in the mouth. No, you don't. He's like, yeah, I got it in my pocket. And I'm like, hey, who walks around with an Olympic bronze medal in his pocket? So, like, it, I, you know, I, I see what you mean. But, like, that's crazy. You know what's crazy? I, I, it's the same thing that happens now. Like, somebody be like, oh, I seen you got a medal. Be like, I, they, I wish you could see it. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you can see it. I got it. It's right here in my bag. Pull it out. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and it's. It's heavy, yo. I, I'm not gonna lie. When I held the, the the real one, I'm like, yo, this joint is heavy, fake. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. If they put it around my neck, I'd probably fall off the damn podium. I'm only like, I was, I'm only weighing 125, but it, it's way heavier than you think. But nah, that's impressive. So after that Olympics, you let's walk, let's relocate, let's let's uh, catch back up. So you move uh, to Jamaica now. So what? Yeah. You know, motivated you to do a change in who you train with, change in like everything. Basically, you basically move your whole life. I mean, one thing is New York is expensive. Oh, it's, it's dumb, dumb expensive. <laughs> it's dumb expensive, and like it's not um, for the poor. Nah, and like I mean, I had people that lived with, but they're all from Canada as well. So my thing is, they were their time in New York was expiring. Everybody visa was up. Trump was kicking yeah. people out. I was the only <laughs> one that really could have stayed, and I would have had to stay by myself. And like, it's expensive. Pay the like, whole rent. You in Brooklyn? Uh, yeah. If you living in Brooklyn and like you live by yourself, and if you want to live in a decent area, you you got to be making some bread. You know what I mean? Like, and if you're not, you living in that yeah, brown East New York, someplace that you don't want to live. And don't get me wrong, like <laughs> I used to live, I used to live right right on the border, East New York. But Crown Heights, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm right on the border, so yeah, nah, it was but, good. Um, that was definitely one of the reasons. Um, and then yeah, I think it was just one of those times that I just needed a change of environment, you know, uh, change of scenery, warmer climate. Yeah. So that was. So what was it like for you that first that first year out there? Because you you're in Jamaica, uh, obviously your family come from Jamaican background. So you got hurt, right? Yeah. So what happened exactly? Yeah. I I tore my quad, I, and I never got hurt <sighs> in the five years. I never had been hurt before in my life. That was my first injury ever, actually. So that was twenty eighteen. Ah, it was. I mean, I didn't make. I made a team. I went to Australia, but I didn't run because I got hurt there. Um, and then it was just like working back to get better, make teams. Like it gave me a little hunger that I didn't make teams and i was like all right you know what i'm gonna prove you guys wrong now let's go and you know that was just it uh 2019 made world i finished uh, i think 12 in the 200 12 overall which which sounds like all right actually sounds really good yeah well if you don't know track that's actually really elite yeah like to some people it's really good and then to me it's like damn i'm only 12 like not even that was in doha right yeah that was in doha which was hot as hell, I heard. But for you, yeah, you could deal Tokyo with the heat because you like the heat. Tokyo was it really? Was so we're going to catch up yeah. to Tokyo in a little bit. But so with the injuries, 
So, so just for people, and this is really me just being curious. So, what's the biggest change between like collegiate running and like professional running as a professional athlete? Obviously, you don't have that access to like, like you don't live on campus where the training room is like one walk away. Like now, if you got to get treatment, you got to actually go to somebody, which is like yeah. normally not right outside your house. So, what are the biggest differences? Like you would say, I think the biggest difference though that we got is is that when you're in college, you got a plan season. You know that you have conference meet. You know that you have NCAA Nationals. You know you have indoors and outdoors. Those are things that are just planned. Like, you're guaranteed to race all the time in college. As a pro, you're not guaranteed to race. If you're not hot, no one wants you to yeah. at, at your race, at their race. So, <laughs> you're not guaranteed. Um, that's, that's probably the biggest, biggest, biggest thing. I see. Um, other than that... I, I would say the next biggest thing is, is definitely treatment and, and like coaching. Like, cause you train, like in college, you might train four days a week and then race on the weekend. Whereas you might now are three days a week in college and now you're training five or six days yeah. as a professional, you know, and then you might not race for, for five, six weeks. Jesus. And that, yeah, that's hard to like bring your best with yeah. less repetitions at meets. I think some people get better like racing through meets and not saying training through meets, but yeah, basically training through meets and it, you know, it gets in the way. It makes them a lot sharper when they need to perform. But yeah, that would be something I would struggle with is not racing frequently. All right. So walk me through, walk me through. So what's your training program like right now without giving anything away? Like what's your training group? What's your training program? How's it working right now in Jamaica with your whole training group? If you want to name drop people, feel free, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, we have an Olympic like, finalist from my, I mean, the 200, uh, Rashid Dwyer. Uh, so. Oh, that's, okay. You know, yeah. Um, but definitely, it, it's different. It's a lot different. I mean, I'm a lot stronger now in the gym. I probably put on some weight. I'm going to lose it this year, though, because <laughs> I think I need to get back to being skinny. Um, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just a lot more, a lot more running, a lot more, like, time and effort into track and field you know so that's the yeah. difference um whereas like when i was in college two three hours track and field after that just a <laughs> bunch of foolish yeah <laughs> um so it's a lot more time so, devoted to what you what you what you gotta do I feel you. So track is just life basically like this ball is life once you go professional track is life eat sleep go to bed wake up track correct yeah yeah like cristiano ronaldo says you got to be a 24-hour athlete um so it's just like you always just gotta be thinking about how to prepare for the next day's session and that's what a lot of people don't know and they, they need to learn i think i feel you all right so walk me through all of we're gonna get to the code in the background Nah, it's not News 12. I, I wish I had. This is ABC7. I, I dropped cable. I got YouTube TV now because oh. cable is trash. But uh, <laughs> so walk me through. So you finished the Doha World Championships, <laughs> obviously, with the anticipation of Olympics is next year. And I think everybody with the conclusion of Rio 2016 was like, oh, Tokyo 2020 is about to be the latest Olympics ever just because it was in Tokyo. Everything's so state of the art. And then obviously... COVID-19 hits, fucks all that shit up. How did you, well, what was it like for you? Like, did it, did, did the extra year help you or did it hurt you, you felt like? I know for a lot of athletes, it's a different answer. I think it hurt me. 
I think it hurt me. It hurt you. So why you why you feel that uh, way? You coming off? I mean, I'm coming off of you know. At first, I came off an of injury to 2020, 2019, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, all right. So I, I'm seeing the progression now, and like training is going really good, and everything, and I'm running well in like track meets in the early season and those things, and it's just like, bam, COVID, no, no Olympics. I get hurt. Because my coach is like, okay, we got to still continue, keep training. I didn't get yeah, hurt, yeah. like, where I could stop training, but it's like, I'm training in pain. Yeah, yeah. And then, You're hurt, not injured. Now, 20, yeah. So, I'm training in pain up until September 2020. Then Jesus. we come back September 2020, and it's like, the pain's not gone. <laughs> so I'm just running in pain, running in pain the whole year, whole 2020, 2021. Um, it's just, you just got to do it. So I think it hurt me <laughs> personally because if if the Olympics were kept in 2020, 2020 maybe I might have not have got a medal, but I know I would have ran a lot faster personally. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Now, nah, I feel a lot of athletes have said similar things, honestly. It's like, I mean, like, especially with training cycles, they usually, like, you know, everybody in track and field trains, like, peak at every four years at the Olympics. So probably you was doing shit with the plans of, I, right, yo, we're going to taper at this point and then be done. But it was like, nah, keep going, more, more. So, you know, like like a horse, you're going to break down and shit after a while. So, you know, and, and, and the results showed it in the Olympics for a lot of top athletes, you know, obviously not just you, so... Like I said, I I think it, de- it depended upon who you were. Like if you was hurt going into Rio, I mean going into uh, Tokyo, this was a blessing for you. But if you was like you know, yeah, coming in running your best, it was it, it wasn't a good it wasn't a good look for you. Yeah, so a lot of people like a lot of people that were hurt last year or like they were hurt the year before. They that one year off was like the best thing for them because they got back to running this yeah. year. They made it to the Olympics, like, you know, so it was good for them. But, like, for people that were, were running well, like, for example, Donovan Brazier. Uh, oh, man, he, he got screwed. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> yeah, he won yeah. World Championships in 2018, in 2019, and he was in the best shape of his life ever. And that one year off, he came back yeah. and he just couldn't get it's caught get him slipping. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's tough. And yeah. I, I, like I said, for people that, like, from the outside looking in, it's like ah, oh, whatever. They they'll have it again in three years. But for people like like contracts be tied to these Olympics. So for some people, it's like yo, like depending on who your sponsor is, if you don't produce, they may drop you. So it's like yo, my whole bag is tied towards this shit. So it's 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 a big deal. It's definitely hard to adjust. It's never been nothing like this. So, but uh, all right. So obviously with COVID, it was a lot. You know. Everybody was out. It was hard to training, but with uh, Canadian trials, like how did that? Did you guys still have to qualify? Like how did it work? Did you still have to run at Canadian national trials to qualify for the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, for us, it was different. Like they, it was, they did an invite only, so they only invited eight people for Jeez. per event. So basically, the final, you just run. Um, but really and truly, we didn't have to go. It was just a choice between like if you want to go or if you don't want to go um Jeez. so for me i didn't want to go because i was i was still battling that little injury but i ended up going because my coach was like yo this was in the plan so go and I was like, yeah okay, whatever cool i went but 
they're like, oh, you have to come two weeks in advance. Uh, you got to quarantine. So I came two weeks in advance. I get to the border. They're like, nah, you don't got to quarantine. You're exempt. You're exempt. <sighs> like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I came early for no reason. Whatever. I made, I made, I mean, I made the best of the time because I went, yeah. went to like get treatment and like see my mom, things like that. So yeah. It was cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like two weeks of nothing. So you get through that. Obviously, you have Olympics coming up. Walk me through the whole Olympic process for those of us that don't know. We see it on TV. On TV, everything looks good. But, like, what's it like living in an Olympic village, getting there, the whole quarantine, the testing procedure? Walk me through it. All right. So we – all right. So, all right. Like, to be honest with you, the way how Japan puts, like, their stuff out, they make it seem like, oh, this is the most strict thing in the world. (sighs) Then you get there. All right. The, the hardest part is the airport. The airport is like, oh, they ask you for like your test results and like your app like 50,000 times. <laughs> Whatever. You get through the airport. Some people, it took them four hours, five, six, seven, eight hours. It took us like two, two and a half. Jeez. Whatever. So we get there. Um, they say you're not, to, you're not supposed to be, uh, you're supposed to quarantine from everybody who's not from your country. So, my country had a training camp, so that didn't even, uh, uh, like, affect me because it's only two days anyways. Um, you get we So we go to the training camp seven hours away from Tokyo, drive, and there and back. So Jeez. that's 14 hours driving. Waste of time. Anyways, <laughs> I, mean, not, I mean, I'm not the, the person in charge, so I just got to do it. Um, we get to the village, and the village is like, you check into the village, you have your ID, you bring your stuff, they drive your stuff, they drive your, your gear to your, basically to your building where your, where your room is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get there, you get your keys, you go to your room, you see who's in your room, and you're like, ah, it's lit. <laughs> That's it. So like some people have individual rooms, some people have, like, so it's like an apartment. Yeah. And some people have like individual rooms in the apartment and some people have double rooms. You had an individual um, room? Have more than. Not this year. In Rio yeah. I did because like I was nice. <laughs> I was running 19 and those things yeah I, right but I mean it's cool because all, all, the only people that would be in my room are guys like on the relay so I know all of these guys okay the you know with like a people. random like baseball player nah. some shit okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, they do that with other people but they won't do it with like track and field as the relay the guys, relay guys. No, oh, like, oh like, like the relay guys yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean yeah 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 um so let's talk about there. the beds, you, you though, because there was this rumor oh, yeah. about the beds. How was it really that bad? It was made out of like cardboard, right? Yeah, they were made out of cardboard, and they were hard. <laughs> they were like they're not the, the the best to sleep on. But I mean, they said, "Oh, they'll break like if you have sex." So I mean, I'm like, okay, all right, what happens if I lay on my bed too hard or <laughs> I do some dumb shit? So I take a video of me jumping on the bed, of course, because you know I. I'm for the story. <laughs> so I jump on the bed. I jump on the bed. It doesn't break. So I'm like, there's no way that I have, like, somebody's having sex harder than I can jump on the bed. <laughs> these, these won't break for sex. So this is, this is the first lie that, that, that was Tokyo told the world. Impossible. Right? Uh, so Tokyo told a lie there. Tokyo also said, like, you can't leave the village. I'm starting to, like, so I'm, 
we're like one week away. We're one week in the Olympics, and like where my window is, there's like the rings, the Olympic rings that everybody takes mm-hmm. pictures by. So like that's like the chill spot for everybody. So like twelve, one o'clock in the morning, I'm like hearing like people outside. So like they're partying. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, party, cool, cool. But now I'm seeing like they're drinking. I'm like, the village doesn't sell alcohol. <laughs> are they doing? How are they getting the alcohol? <laughs> so is it that they're they're like calling Uber Eats and Uber Eats is delivering <laughs> it, or are they leaving? So they basically they said no one's allowed to leave the village. That's the lie they told them. Then I'm realizing people are leaving the village to go buy a liquor. Oh my god! So I'm like, all right, if you could buy a liquor and you could leave the village to do that, you could leave the village to do any other thing. So why why are they saying like you know what I mean? The only thing is don't get caught like yeah. COVID. If you get COVID now, then it's like oh, yeah, you look like you crazy. fucked up the whole shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing that like they were kind of strict about like COVID. If you caught it, or if you were like close to somebody who had caught COVID. And how's the food in like the cafeterias and shit? Like, was it good? Yeah, like all right. So how they do it is. Like, they have, like, two levels. Like, I want to say, like, you know uh, downtown Brooklyn where the Target is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, like, a place like Target's floor, big. <laughs> okay. Right? And they have two levels of that. And you go in, and it's, like, food from different type of places in the world. So it just depends on the type of food you want. So if you want halal, you want Chinese, Japanese. Oh, wow. American. Yeah, so you pick what you want. Oh, that's lit. Um, yeah. So, like, if you if you have no food allergies, you basically can eat something different every day every for day. fourteen days. That's yeah. kind of lit. Yeah, and then like, if you like ramen, you can go like to a place <laughs> where they have like ramen all the time. Nah, the ramen probably slapping. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. People love it. <laughs> crazy for it, but like for me, I mean, I just get, I'm, I'm pretty basic. Yeah, Yo, you mad basic when it comes to food. <laughs> you always been like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I got the ramen and stuff a couple times because I'm like, oh, I got to try it. I'm in Japan. Yeah. So. But, but, yeah, I mean, food, like, if you're going to complain about food, it's because, like, you're not creative and you don't want to, like, do things. So, like, sometimes you might get, like, uh, I don't know, like, is it chicken balls or something? Like, some kind of stuff. But, you yeah. know, like, if you eat it by itself, it's not going to be nice. But, like, if you put, like, a sweet chili sauce on it, okay. it's like, oh, it's the best. It's the best okay, in the world. Okay. It's just like yeah. that. It's like they'll give you, like, the the basics, and then you just put on. Like, if you go out, like, even this much in your life, or, like, a little bit. <laughs> It'll gonna, be all right. It's going to be the good. Yeah. You're going to be all right. That's funny. So what else is like village life? So what's the training facility? You guys have to take a bus to the stadium to practice in between the 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 meets. Like how did that yeah, work out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they have like three, four different, uh, two, two, three or four, something like that tracks. You okay. just go any one of them. They all have like weight rooms, if not, yeah, weight rooms and stuff, ice baths, they, like the whole works. I mean, and then the village has like one huge just like the same target size weight room again um, where you can just go in yeah like you go in and there's like treadmills galore bikes galore <laughs> weights everything like everything 
So um, the setup was nice. It, Sounds like, like it was city. pretty like, good. You got dentists. Yeah, you got. Oh, really? Like in the, the the village, you have a dentist, you have a physio, you have doctors, you have eye ophthalmologists. Oh wow! Everything like you can get your teeth, you can get your teeth taken out and stuff in the the village. Oh wow, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, yeah. People, people. A lot of people go to the Olympics and get like their teeth taken out, X-rays. Like if you have an injury, you want to get, get that shit taken care of. You can't get it at home. You go there and just. Yeah, you get it Shit. done. They take care of That's kind of dick. you need your eyes. If you want to get eyes or glasses, they do it. Jeez. Yeah. So, and last you know, question, like, but regarding the... Phone, free phone. Yeah. Oh, you get like a free phone to use while you're there? That's crazy. No, you get it for your life. It's, uh, they oh, gave for life. Samsung S21. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's and a you just have a random new, phone. The newest, the newest. Newest, yeah. I don't use Samsung, so I just gave it to my mom. But yeah, that could be the trap phone, if anything. Oh, I gave it to mom's. That's 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 (laughs) crazy. That's lit. So, did you get to like watch any of the other events while like you wasn't racing or any days, or like they was like, nah, like if you're not running, stay out the stadium. Yeah. No, you can go to the stadium. Okay, so once it's so that's a rule, but I mean, I guess people broke it too. Um, Once you're (laughs) That's your event or your type of competition. So, like, if you're a basketball player, you can go. To, yeah. You can watch any basketball. If okay. you're a uh, track athlete, you can do watch any track. So once it's your event, you can go. You there. can stay but there. If you, you're, like, we, yeah, you can go. But once it's a uh, like you're a different event, you're not supposed to go. And before okay. it was like you you would have to order tickets like through your federation. Okay. Okay. But like people, people, no one was like they weren't even really checking that. They like people from other events would come in. Okay. Are going, you know. I mean, Yo, Tokyo yeah. was lacked. <laughs> All right, so. Oh, dude. So walk me through. Walk me through the two hundred meter, the two hundred meter round, and then the uh, the four by one hundred. So how did the two hundred meter? Obviously, we saw it, but how did it go for you? I know you said obviously it wasn't the best year. You coming off injury. So how did that? Yeah, how did that I race mean, go? Because uh, I think if I remember, you had a stacked field, by the way, in your heat. <laughs> yeah, I probably had the hardest heat, but I mean, when you're when you're prepared, it, I mean, nothing is really too hard. But I just yeah. went 200 meter heat early in the morning. I think it was like nine, like ten or eleven. But like Tokyo heat is crazy. Uh, How hot thought, was it out there this year? Uh, if we're going Fahrenheit, like 100, 105, something. Crazy oh hell like no. Yeah. That's terrible. Um, yeah. I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> I don't know how how they live there like that in the summer. But it gets cold in the winter, too, I guess. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was early in the morning. Went out there, you know, warmed up. Felt, felt decent. I mean, you know, I thought I, I, thought I was going to run a little bit better. I got into the race. You know, I gave it my best, but it just wasn't good enough that day. Um, so, I was the first person out of the semifinals. I believe he was. That. That's the worst. It's <laughs> the absolute yeah. worst. But, it's, you know, it's one of those things. You, 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 you live and you learn and you get better. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just after that, I was just like, damn, like, again? Come on, Brandon. Like you can do were better, you as but, upset you know, this time, or were you less upset as you were in Rio? All right, so Rio, I was ups- I was way more upset because <laughs> I felt that I should have meddled. I was like, 
based on my world ranking that year, I was in the top. You three. should have been in the final. You know, yeah, you should have absolutely been yeah, in the final. Yeah, hands down. Um, but, um, but this time it was just like you know, damn, like I'm gutted because it's like yo, I'm better than this, but. I'm just ho- I was hoping to be better than that that day. It wasn't yeah. like I know for sure I'm better than that because of how I've competed prior to. So it was. You like wasn't in your peak form. Than, yeah. Nah, exactly. You but had to dig deep in the that. bag to pull up. Like yo, all right, I feel you. Yeah. Okay. So I was more like, oh, all right, you know, like when LeBron's just having a bad day, it's a bad day. It's not like okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you so, was able to compartmentalize that for the four by one, obviously. And so, yeah, walk me I mean, through that race. Which one of them? First round or the second round? Well, walk me through the prelims. Walk me through the prelims and then the finals. All right, prelims. Andre's coming off of winning the gold medal in two hundred. He doesn't please. <laughs> so he's amped. Like, all right, yeah, he's just super, super buzzed. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's go. Let's let's make it happen. Um, probably the most nervous I've ever been in my whole track and field career. Why? <laughs> really? I Why? Two guys, just two guys coming out of the finals, and I'm like, yo, right now I'm the slow guy. I can't let them down. <laughs> and so I'm just like, all right, let's like, let's make it happen. Um, I'm watching the race, like I'm I'm, I'm hearing the starter say like on your marks, and like sweats running down my arm, <laughs> like. In my palms, like from my armpit <laughs> to my palms, I'm like, this is not normal. <laughs> um, you know, you end up seeing like guys starting to come down the track, and it's like, all right, just focus on you. And then like the nerves go away as as soon as you know it's like it's like you, all right, it's time to go. Um, so we get it around and we we make it to the finals. We're like, all right, that's good enough. We we do what we have to do. We're expecting to. Get a better lane, like lane five, six. We had lane mm-hmm. eight. Um, we ended up getting for the four. final. For the oh, final. four for the we final. Not, we had a sec- yeah, we had the second fastest time, but we ended up getting lane four for the final. Okay. Like, Damn. Um. Finals, we basically we were just there, chilling. It was just one of those things we were, we expected to win, so we were kind of upset that we came third. Yeah. yeah, well, and, see, I, mean, I felt that, like it was even easier this time, probably, because the United States trash ass already out. So it's like, damn, once yeah. I saw that, I'm like, oh, shit, you might get a shit. I, I, I don't think I had landed in Vegas yet, but if I was in Vegas, I would probably would have put $20 on y'all to win the, the, the four by one. But <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think I had yeah, made it in time. <laughs> we, I think we, I was still on the plane watching. I expected to win. So we were just like, yo, all right, let's go out there. And like, um... For the most part, the three guys, me, Aaron, Andre, we were at Rio. We did it. Um, we had another guy that was young, so he was just nervous. Um, but we all That's made mistakes, time. so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we all made mistakes in that. That was just the, the factor in us coming third. Uh, I don't even know how hey, to Hey, I've had the third and fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But was there less juice with nobody in the crowd you felt like, or was it easier? Like, how did that feel for you? Like, I I, I feel like most people, that adrenaline usually gets them going with the crowd. So how was it with, like, basically nobody in the stands for that race, I at mean, least? I mean, there's a little bit of people, like, the people that are there. Oh, there's athletes there. But, I mean, 
yeah. the pressure is on you in a different in, in a different light now. I mean, yeah, you're playing oh. for the people in the stands and that, but definitely the, like knowing that people are watching on TV still adds that pressure to you. You know, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, there's no fans, but there's fans because everybody's watching. Like as soon as you you finish a race, you pick up your phone, you're gonna have your phone a is blasted. Good, <laughs> yeah, good, bad, or ugly. And it's not only messages like from people you know. It's gonna be like Twitter and Instagram, where like none of these people ever knew you in their life. <laughs> so there's still pressure. People still watching. Like yeah, you know? nah, nah, nah. That's crazy. So to wrap it up. Yeah. You're now two-time bronze medalist. What's next? You got you got three years now instead of four years for the next Olympics, which is in what Paris, right? Yeah. So what's your plan? Do you plan on running at that? Are you tired of this running running shit? Are you, are you, do you think you have enough in you to go three more years? Uh, three years is it, it's honestly not a lot. Like when you look back at it, three years. I mean, we've been locked in the crib years. for a year, so three years ain't nothing to me. Yeah, yeah, half, yeah. So three years isn't really anything. It's just yo, it's just about being healthy. So once you're healthy, like you can go three, four, five, six years. I mean, I'm still not thirty yet. Yeah. yeah, well, you're not. Wait, you're not thirty yet. Oh, you're twenty nine. Nah. Oh, look at that. Look yeah. at life. I stay forgetting how old I am. I be thinking I'm thirty. That's what's up, though. <laughs> now, hopefully, next Olympics, you be healthy. I wish you another clear season. I know this one. This medal probably had to feel cool. How was it for your son to see the medal? Obviously, he's young. He probably not understanding the magnitude of what this is. But at least you know. He was born. He's alive during it. Like, what do you? What, what did it feel like to bring that medal back home for the little boy? He was hype. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, what's this? What's this? I mean, it's cool. He put it on and looking at it, it's shiny. It'll appreciate it more <laughs> when he's older. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's dope, so, though. I'm, yeah. So. Well, Bucky, I hope to see you at. Well, when's the next world champion? Oh, next world championships in America. Oh, yeah, well, I will be in the stands for that. That I, I will 100% be in the building. So, I uh, hope to see you yeah. at world championships next year. Make some noise at Eugene. Obviously, Eugene might be hot. Honestly, you thought you thought Tokyo was hot. I think so. It, it, it was hot. Well, America gets hot. America. Hey, oh man, it's heat waves in the summer. So if you thought that was hot, you might not have seen nothing yet. Hopefully, let's pray for some better weather. Hopefully, eighties, nineties. I lived in in Brooklyn for five years. Yeah, but but, but that years. ain't that hot. ain't nothing. Brooklyn's hot, but the heat over there, bro, is like wildfire hot. So you gotta you gotta you gotta be yeah, ready for when that. I, was in, I mean, when I was in LA last this year, it was stupid hot. Yeah. Stupid. So you know what to expect, but nah, it should be good. Looking forward to it. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Rodney, thank you for coming on the pod, bro. Looking forward to what you have next. But uh, enjoy the victory parade with the with the medals, with the rest of the team. Uh, send my congrats to the rest of the team of Canada, and we're looking forward to great things. I know there's another 19 point whatever in your bag. Before we leave, any <laughs> notes on uh, do you think the 100-meter women's record is going down this year? It's looking, looking kind of likely. I don't know. They ran today, actually. Uh, they only ran. 10 they did. They, they only ran ten six. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna go down uh, anymore unless they get like one of those meets that co- are coming up and it's warm weather. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't Eugene the other day. Yeah. It's gonna be hard. 
Yeah, like, I mean, they're getting it. They're, it's tough. They've gone like 15 races. No, no, it's tough. And the further you get removed from the Olympics, the harder I think it is for her to drop it yeah. this year. So we'll see. I would say that the window is closing, but it's been real, though. Yeah. But definitely link me when you're in Brooklyn, yeah. bro. Appreciate you coming on. All right. Everybody, uh, appreciate y'all for listening. We're going to keep the content coming. If you don't already do so, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere you get podcasts we're at. Follow my guy on IG. What is it now? Bucky. What is the IG for the people that don't know? Bucky Ju- Bucky Jr. Bucky Jr. It's not really Bucky Jr. though. It's Bucky Jr. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bucky Jr. It's Bucky Jr. on IG. You got the blue check. Appreciate you, brother. Thank y'all for listening. Until next time, y'all. Peace out.